nerds and welcome back to nerding out with chelsea in today's episode we'll be talking about some other really yikes things i personally noticed during my manga reading journey if you listened to episode 15 you'll know that we went over a few really weird things that manga writers did we talked about fire force we talked about platinum end we talked about bakuman and just a few other topics that we're in that range so if you want to hear more about specific you know like this writer did this this writer did that then that is your episode to go and check out but in this episode where we talk about weird manga writer stuff it's going to be less of this writer so and so so this writer so and so so and it's going to be more of here's one writer and then here's some other things that just generally annoy me and i can't really think of a specific writer at the moment This is a content warning for this episode. There is mention of sexual assault, rape, and other such violence. So if you feel that might be triggering to you, I would highly recommend that you skip this episode. So let's get straight into it. I'm going to start with Boichi and Sun Ken Rock. If you didn't know who Boichi is, Boichi is the current artist for Dr. Stone, which is ending soon. And he has his own few pieces. He has kind of a weird history. So he is a Korean, originally a Korean manhwa creator turned mangaka for Japanese manga. He started off with doujinshi. So some, you know, holy ones, some unholy ones. And Sunken Rock is one of his pieces that he did himself, story and art. And it's interesting I wasn't sure at first what I was getting into because it was available to read on Crunchyroll. So I was like, oh, you know, if Crunchyroll has it, then, you know, it must be okay to read. And I had seen a few panels that had really gorgeous artwork of like muscles and stuff and like punches and fists and whatever. And I was like, this intrigues me. So overall, what I have to say about Sunken Rock is it's, it's pretty dookie cheeks. Like... The art, don't get me wrong, is absolutely stunning and amazing, just really detailed, but the story, it's kind of poop. Like, there are some really moments where it's, like, really cynical and gives this, like, perspective on society and humans and the government and how it works and criticizes a bit of the, like, Japan-Korea dynamic and how Japan treated Korea, but that's, like, sprinkled in most of it is just really like dog water and I couldn't finish the manga I had to drop it because it was just it was just getting really annoying and disgusting and I'll explain why this is primarily about the way that Boichi treats women and I'm gonna say treats women in general like not just in Sunken Rock treats women within his pieces by the way I don't know how he treats them in real life because I also noticed this when he did his one piece like manga one shot the fight between nami and khalifa literally just like prawn like it was just nothing like what oda did and i was like this is like why are their boobs flying and water splashing on them this is supposed to be a really cool fight i'm not gonna spoil too much because that's like a later arc in one piece so beginners wouldn't be up to there but yeah it's supposed to be really cool like yes two girl bosses going at it but whatever. Continuing, the women within Sun Ken Rock specifically are like 
almost purely used as just sex objects in my opinion they don't have much of a personality it's pretty stagnant pretty stagnant we have you know the main female lead who her entire personality is i'm defying my father and becoming a police officer because i believe in justice and reform and i am just a pure very conservative girl and then there's one other character whose entire personality is i'm really good at weapons and guns but i'm also like obsessed with the male the male lead and i really want to sleep with him yeah they are constantly sexually assaulted or harassed and it's posed as comedy but it's like it's not even funny when every chapter the same girl is somehow all her clothes are flying off and she's rubbing against someone it's not amusing at all almost every single woman we've met so far has either been assaulted borderline raped actually raped or had something else really weird happen to them and it's not as if they're like they're being really free in their sexuality and a positive image is said about that maybe you can stretch it and say that the weapons gun lady is like really free and open in her sexuality but then there's also this really yikes part where they describe the fact that she's sexually attractive because she tans her skin and i was like that just make her a black woman i don't what's what is the motive here why it was like all about her freshly tanned skin within the peaks of the glorious sun was so nice and warm and chocolatey and made her i was just like what what's what's happening here she was i don't know she's supposed to be a yaru but it was weird it was very weird and i don't know they're all either something weird has happened between them and you know sleeping with people or they're prostitutes we have a whole prostitute arc and i'm going to give a few examples of what annoyed me from memory because i really didn't want to re-go through the manga i dropped it for a reason so like i mentioned before there's a prostitute arc or a sexual exploitation arc, if you will, where the main character is exposed to the red light industry through a casino, if you will. And, you know, there's abuse, et cetera, et cetera. The entire arc is just fan service. And we have this one scene where the main character, Ken, is hiding in, like, you know how in a Michelin, like, kitchen, they have those silver containers and they, like, pull out bowls and stuff and all kinds of things from them? yeah he's hiding in one of those with i think a prostitute she was some girl can't remember who she was within the story but she was relevant to the story and she's hiding in there with him and you know someone's searching for him i think the chef yeah the chef is searching looking through the kitchen for him and throughout the entire chapter they basically rub against each other so much that both of their pants and underwear come off and then it's implied that somehow he accidentally sleeps with her in there without wanting to, but not fully sleeps with her because he didn't fully, like, I, I don't even understand, but somehow it happened in the container while they were hiding from the guy. And then we also have this one scene character dynamic where this dad basically raised his daughter just to sleep with her. And she was like forced, like he, he basically raped her you know basically he did and it was just kind of like there to be there like it didn't really have much relevance to the plot we also have the scene or no not the scene the fact yeah it's a scene where the female lee can't even remember her name has a scene where she like stares in the mirror and she's like i wonder if ken who's the main character will like the body i built for him and i was like 
what you don't like do you actually like this guy like what do you mean you built it for him because you were all about being a pol- policewoman and all that and now all of a sudden you built this body for him okay literally every single woman is used as oh by the way this same female lead who's supposed to be like conservative and pure and that's why he likes her so much constantly gets into situations where her police like outfit malfunctioned and she's like flashing people constantly so yeah whatever Every single woman is used to show that Ken is like super manly and this alpha male who's strong and can fight and he look he's so attractive every girl wants to sleep with him and it's not even just the girl characters too. Many of the men constantly talk about just wanting to sleep with other women and like oh I'm so good in bed and they do like muscle random muscle flexing poses. The shirts don't even exist. They get ripped every chapter it's like bro will like make a sans shirt gone it's just ripped into the wind i don't know where they're getting this shirt money from i would get beat if i was ripping that many shirts i don't even rip shirts in general but i don't know maybe there's also very early early on in the story where a waitress offers to sleep with ken to pay him back for saving her from rape and she's like really insistent on it she's like this is the only way i can pay you back and just like starts pulling down his pants even though he's saying no literally assault but assault and rape is constantly portrayed as just this like very like happy fun sexy time oh my god like look it's rape but also i'm gonna draw really sensually and not horrific and damaging like the actual event is half the time we don't even see like anything happen to either of the people who are involved it's just like yep that happened moving on which is super annoying to me and i really just i don't understand it because there are so many examples of characters who are women and who are such great characters and i don't mean great in like oh they're like positive not positive but like they're the good guys, but just in the fact that they're actual characters. I think of Casca and Berserk, who gets really fleshed out, Revy and Black Lagoon, Lane from Serial Experiment Lane, Hana from Wolf Children, Girls in Beck, in The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, in Belle, the movie, in Nana, in Madoka Magica, in Welcome to the NHK, in Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. That girl in there, I love her. In Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, in Paprika, in Perfect Blue, you know, those stuff by um, Satoshi Khan, like, et cetera, et cetera. I could keep going on really, like, well-built characters. So there's plenty of examples. It's not like we're in a drought. It's just that we need more. And this was written in 2006. So I'd like to believe that Boichi has grown as a writer but I don't really have any way of knowing that yet. So I can only judge it from like judge the piece in and of itself. And Dr. Stone isn't even written by him for like just to make sure everyone's clear on that. And it's clear by how actually good the story Dr. Stone is that it's not written by him. Shout out to how's it it's like I'm just gonna call him Inagaki sensei because I know Inagaki is would that be the f- that would be his name name. And the other part would be his last name, I believe, unless I read it in the Americanized way. But yeah, shout out to him. One thing I also wanted to talk about is sexual assault being the basis of romance in stories. Because is it just me? But does anyone find it really weird when a girl assaults a guy or when a guy assaults a girl by like 
kissing them, groping them, etc. And then keeps pushing the other person to be with them and is really like emotionally abusive or abrasive and is like, you're so dumb, you're so stupid. Like, why would I want to be with you? Like, I only tease you because I like those weird, really narratives and tropes. And somehow they catch feelings from one another and end up in a romance, but it's actually really toxic. But I think what I might do is do an entire episode dedicated to talking about terrible romance and shoujo tropes. But let me know if you would be interested in listening to that. You can let me know by heading over to the Instagram at Nerding Out with Chelsea and either shooting me a DM or like, I don't know, posting it in the comment of my latest post or something and I'll see it. Because yeah, I feel like there's so many things in manga that annoy me and y'all know I like to talk and I will talk and I will give my opinion so you know if you want it then bada bing bada boom I can easily do that. This part of the episode brings us to Chelsea's questionable favorites. Every episode I'll recommend something for you to check out. This episode I recommend the C-drama Unforgettable Love. It stars Miles Wei and Yi Xuan Hu as the main male and female lead. Their characters' names within the C-drama are He Xiaoyan and Qin Yue. The drama revolves around He Xiaoyan, who is CEO of the He Shi Group, which is like broadly like a technology-based group that produces different products. And then Qin Yue, who is a child psychologist, very accomplished, and He Xiaoyan is the typical cold and calculating man who like sees everything through stats and numbers and if he can't fulfill a purpose and like what is the purpose of it why do I need it and Qin Yi Yue is much more kinder she's optimistic she's softer she believes more in people and not just numbers and the relationship develops from strictly professional with a contract marriage to love and it's the cutest but yet most infuriating thing to watch everyone makes mistakes Everyone fails and succeeds at different things. So many misunderstandings. Thankfully, most of them cleared. And overall, I was happy with the ending. I do definitely need a second season because there's so much that could be, you know, fleshed out and worked on. And without spoiling anything, there are some couples that I felt deserved more screen time. And I want to see more of what their dynamic is like. The drama is adapted from a web novel called... Mr. He's Love is Not Forgotten by Qin Ye. By the way, I definitely think this was a self-insert because the web novel author name is Qin Ye and then the main female lead's name is Qin Yue. But honestly, I stand because wasn't Twilight also a self-insert? I'm not going to judge a self-insert because it's just a thing that happens when you write. And I found out about the C-drama on TikTok on Aichi Yi's live stream, which is like an app where you can watch C-dramas and K-dramas. And if anyone would like to swing $55.99 or $2.99 so I can get either the yearly or monthly subscription, <clears throat> my my cash app is it's in the description of this episode. And the ads on this app are actually insane though. Thankfully, someone on TikTok recommended me an alternative for now. I can't remember what it is. I think it's Drama Cool and it's only a website. But every time you start a new episode or click off and re-click on the same one you were watching, you literally have to watch six ads, like exactly six. 
and then like every 10 minutes in the episode you have to watch about two more ads and maybe it's to make up for money lost from not having it on tv or just to make money off of a free app which i mean i kind of understand it even though they offer membership and they offer c dramas and k dramas that are only for premium i'm not quite sure but that was a bit long-winded that's just today's questionable favor i don't know why i made that so long thank you so much for watching this episode of nerding out with chelsea consider leaving a review on your respective listening platform it would really help show this podcast to more people thanks